Hello, and welcome to the Magic Music Review Podcast. I'm Jim Spangler, your host. Join me each episode as we talk about our love of Disney music. It could be a song, a movie, a short film, a Broadway show, a Disney theme park, or one of the countless other forms Disney music takes. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the journey through the magic of Disney music on the Magic Music Review. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 15 of the Magic Music Review podcast. Uh, We are doing Mary Poppins Returns Part 2. So if you haven't listened to Part 1, go back to episode 14 and be sure you catch Part 1 of Mary Poppins Returns. We had a lot of fun. Um, Again, Mandy and Sean are on this podcast with me, and we have a great conversation. Uh, We do get a little off the rails at times, uh, but I think we have a good time, and so I hope you enjoy it as much as we enjoyed making it. We also convinced Zach a little ways into this podcast to come over and sit down with us and join us in the conversation, which was a lot of fun to have him join us. As you know, uh, that's Mandy's roommate. So sit back and relax and enjoy Mary Poppins Returns Part 2. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good growl. Uh, so uh, we're not going to really talk about this, but there's the whole introduction to Mary Poppins once we get to the music hall. Um, I, I I am going to say that I love her. I love the way she played off. No, I couldn't. Oh, I, couldn't, I, couldn't, I, couldn't. I couldn't. D-flat me. D-flat me. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was brilliant. So good. It's like, yes, queen. Um, I also love, and we'll talk about it probably uh, during a cover is not the book, but um, I also loved the updating of the penguins. They were still the penguins, oh, yes. but penguins that the had penguins. personality. They yes. were all the same, right. which I loved. I thought it was so good. Um, so that brings us to a cover is not the book. This is my favorite song. I know, I can see. This is my favorite song. I'm after it. I think from a production standpoint, it's my favorite song too. Everything about it. I love everything about this song. I could listen to it. Down to the Catherine Zeta-Jones wig. Yes. Right yes, to, right down so to that. Yep. Right down to right. Like all of a sudden, and the fact that it Mary didn't Poppins happen. That's what and I the fact loved that about it. Didn't it didn't happen until she came out, out from behind the scrim, and then oh, all yeah. of a sudden it was there. It's like wig change, like, and you're yeah. like, okay, honey, yeah. let's go. But it was the reason I loved it so much. Well, because one, I just think the song is really, really fun, and it's really well written, and I think it's just a good time to listen to. But it's the first time we ever get to see Mary Poppins be body. Right. She's that's so true. She's like sassy and yeah. like she yeah. and like saucy and yeah. she like has a bob and she's got this like accent uh, and I'm like yes and I love that she changes the accent like the whole introduction Mid- no intro midline no, yeah midline it's, it's brilliant. so good yeah it's so good um I uh I really liked it I I thought f- from a musical standpoint from a music standpoint they captured that old vaudeville style mm-hmm. perfectly. Yes. I thought I it was I felt like I could been could have been watching my great grandfather who was in vaudeville with his dance partner doing a number. Sure. I thought it was so brilliantly done, you know, and that they made it a a number like that for the two of them where they played off each other where it was like I'm going to tell the joke now you tell the joke now I'm going to tell the joke. Yeah da da da. Yeah. I thought it was I so think, good. Again, where they obviously they were very, trying very hard not to make this the original I think this is where they succeeded the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. While also knowing what came at this point in the original, because this song had to replace Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. So they right. did not have a small task. So there was no. It was not small. It, no. So and I think it beyond did and, what it needed to do. And I thought that I thought that the production of it was gorgeous. Oh, gosh. I thought the way that they changed the scenes, the books opened and closed, oh, and yeah. things so folded cool. out and folded in, and so cool. I thought it was really well done. Um, and we can't go through this without talking about the Lin-Manuel Miranda's... The rap moment. The rap yes. It, right? I... First of all, I loved it, but it pulled... I will say, personally, it pulled me out of the movie because I was thinking, did he write this or did they write this? Because yeah. there were moments that I was like, no, he didn't write... Th- oh, but he... He could have. Right. Right. And I also love that there are little moments that he loses his accent. I know. And he goes into his Hamilton Hamilton speak. And I'm like, oh, we got got good good old Alex is back. I love it. I I want to actually see. Um, Oh, wait. That's not what I wanted to do. Stop. We don't want to listen to that right now. 
Um, <laughs> sorry, folks, I hit a button I shouldn't have. Uh, so I did love that piece of it. Um, now, the New York Times, as we talked about, kind of said that the whole movie should have been in that vein, and I don't agree. I don't agree at all. I think it was, I think it was appropriate for what... Because then it would have become... Lin-Manuel Miranda does, Mary, does Poppins. Mary Poppins. Does Mary Poppins. Right, and I think the only complaint I have about adding the rap is that the rap is not anywhere close to in the style of what they were doing for the rest of the song. Right. It totally, but it was a long story that they had to fit in, right? And yeah. one of my favorite lines is the quicker you're in, the quicker you're in, the quicker you're out. Because with all the bodiness of that number, there's such a double entendre with that when Absolutely. she says it to him. Yeah, and, and I think I agree with you. It did pull me out because I was like, the whole time I was like, did Lynn write this? I know. He could have. Yep, exactly. But I thought it was great. I thought that they worked with what they gave him. Uh, I mean, they worked with what they had, which was Lynn totally. and Miranda. It's what he does. I would have been, I would have been honestly more surprised and honestly a little let down. I just said honestly like 12 times. Um, if, if he, <laughs> I hate to tell you I can't edit all of those out. That's fine. Keep them on. He it's did, not, he did not write the rap, by the way. No, he did not. He did I not knew that. No, um, okay. I, I, I did know that. I do. Scott wrote the rap. I do. Know but I would have been a little bit disappointed if, like, at some point, even if for it's just the hottest second, that Lin Manuel Miranda didn't didn't rap. Like yeah. you're like, and this is what he does. It's like, also, and that's kind of the that's kind of where you balance the I want to be true and pure to the marketing of the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think uh, if there was any place that he could rap, this was the one place oh, absolutely. that oh, sure. he could do it. It I, was the only place. That he could do it. And yeah. we're going to talk about the Larry song in just a little bit. Huh. But, um, because I have some issues with the Larry song. I have, that's... Yeah, I have lots of issues with the Larry song. <laughs> I'm glad we're all on the so, same page. We'll put a pin in Yep, okay, good. All right, so, uh, a cover is not the book. I love the stories that they tell in it. I had a little trouble understanding some things when I first watched it. Because I will be honest, I went to the movie without having listened to the oh, recording. Same. Oh, God. And I... so there were some times that I was like... What are they saying? Say I didn't now? quite I get did it. I did not. All. I did not understand a word of Lin Manuel Miranda's rap. That's I, okay. I, I don't. I opened, still don't understand any of Hamilton. <laughs> 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 well, I mean, but I was just gonna say, except the song written for the old white people in the right, like yeah. the right, the king. The, yes. first, <laughs> the first time I listened to Hamilton, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, it, it was not as bad. No. I'm also an 80 year old in the woman. Was, so. In the Heights, in, in the Heights is much harder to understand the first time. Than True. Hamilton. Yeah, the Hamilton. Hamilton is slowed down a little bit. Um, but yeah, so uh, but I did love it. I love the little song and dance nature of it. I love the old time music hall nature yeah. of it. Uncle Gutenberg was a bookworm, and he lived on Charing Cross. The memory of his volumes brings a smile. He would read me lots of stories when he wasn't on the source. Now I'd like to share the wisdom of my favorite bibliophile. He said, cover is not the book, so open it up and take a look. Under the covers, one discovers that the king may be a crook. Chapter titles are like signs, and if you read between the lines, you'll find your first impression was mistook. For a cover is nice, but a cover is not the book. Mary Poppins, could you give us an example? Certainly. Rubina was made of wood, but what could not be seen was though a trunk up top was barren. Well, her roots were lush and green. So in spring, when Mr. Hickory saw her blossoms blooming there, he took root despite her bark, and now there's seedlings everywhere. Which proves a cover is not the book, so open it up. A cover is nice, but a cover is not the book. Oh, give us the one about the dirty rascal, why don't you? Isn't that one a bit long? Well, the quicker you're into it, the quicker you're out of it. Once upon a time in a nursery rhyme There was a castle with a king hiding in a wing Cos he never went to school to learn a single thing 
He had scepters and swords and a parliament of lords, but on the inside he was sad. He died because he never had a wisdom for numbers, a wisdom for words. Though his crown was quite immense, his brain was smaller than a bird's. So the queen of the nation made a royal proclamation to the missus and the um, And then it also does foreshadowing, right? It also introduce, introduces us to the villain yeah. mm-hmm. uh, in a cartoon manner, mm-hmm. right? Taking something that is of value to the children. Yes. And uh, not only Georgie, but Georgie's stuffed animal, which I thought was so fascinating. Did you catch that she told Georgie, bring it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She it's was like, like... she knew, yeah. She, yeah, well, because it's her story, right? right She's right. the one... It was it was a way of establishing that she is dictating the story right. and she is in control of what's happening. Right. Um, but I thought it was so interesting that she specifically said... She told him, don't forget him. Yeah, yeah. don't forget him. So I thought that was beautiful. Yeah. Um, so, uh, okay... So, and then we have the chase scene, which I don't have the music for. Um, well, the, the thing about the chase scene that I thought was... And I didn't, honestly didn't even think of it until I was talking to the, the girls who I nanny about the movie, because they saw the movie as well, that they... The, the three-year-old who I nanny was, to, was talking about how scary it gets. It gets really dark. That it gets part really, is. It's very really, intense. It gets yeah. really dark. And Mary Poppins is dark. So, if anybody's read the books, right. yeah. it is oh, not... Wow. It is not pleasant. And one of the things I love about the stage musical, and I'm going to have a whole other podcast about that, but is that they bring some of that dark scariness into it. And I think it's appropriate. You have to give children credit. Absolutely. They can handle scary, right? Right. In the right context, they can totally deal with that. Um, And I thought it was great that it brought that. I thought it added a nice coloring to the whole thing. I also love that they angle it. They angle the chase, the road, for wherever they are on the ball. It was so cool. So fun. Yeah. Um, just all really good. So we all agree we love that number. We yes. love that section of the movie. Yes. I thought it was I thought it was beautifully animated. I love that they hand animated oh, it. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought they didn't hand animate all of it, but the parts that we cared about. The parts hand, that we cared. The characters. The animals were, right. were, were hand done and the you know, all that. So I really appreciated that. Um, now we're getting to the song that tears me up every time I listen to it. Uh, yeah. um, so they come back from that, and the kids are going to bed, um, and uh, there's a very poignant moment um, between the children and the Mary Poppins, and then she sings this song, uh, The Place Where Lost Things Go. So on the 2020 special and other interviews I've seen them do, this was the first song they wrote. Oh, okay. Which I find so interesting. Mm-hmm. Um and this is uh, the sentimental nature of it and the heart behind this number. It's perfect. Yeah. Uh, anybody that's ever been through it and has lost anything of value, right? It doesn't even have to be a person. Just anything of value understands this song. Mm-hmm. I thought it's so well done. And it makes me cry every time. Um, you know, it just does. It makes me, it makes me just talking about right. it yeah. right I think it's so beautiful it's a beautiful song I will not lie though and it the second time I've seen the movie twice <laughs> I saw it the first time with my family like right when it opened and then I saw it a second time with Zach because we were like let's go see Mary Poppins and walk down to the movie theater down the street at, and it was 10 at night and so we right. just walked down and saw the movie and, um, and I this song legitimately put me to sleep really I, I fell I was asleep. I was unconscious <laughs> from this point. <laughs> from this point, uh, this movie put. And it, I mean, it's a lullaby, totally. so that totally makes sense. I'm not like that's not diminishing yeah. how good the song is. Yes, it did its job. Is basically what I'm saying. Yeah. But yeah. yes, and and I and I also, it is the song that I am likely to skip when I'm listening to the soundtrack. Really yes. interesting. Because really? it's the one that I, when I listen to it, oh, we haven't gotten to the one that I skip. Yeah, it's we haven't not, not the same here. I don't skip it because yeah. it, I don't skip it because yeah. I dislike it. I skip it because it like it's just like I have to engage in it to appreciate it yes. as much as some of the other songs. Yeah, like when I'm walking to the train or something, and I'm like listening. Yeah, I have to like turn the soundtrack on. Yeah, I'm like this comes on, and I'm like, oh boy. Okay. Yeah, not, it's a downer. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's a downer. A downer. Right. It's totally a downer. Right. Right. There's no no denying it's a downer. Right. Right. Um, I think, but I think the explanation of where lost things go, because yeah. we're oh, not talking about lost things, we're talking about the loss of their mother. Right. Right. Um, and I think uh, having lost a parent, having lost my mother, I think maybe that's why it affects me the way that mm-hmm. it does, because I'm like, it's very comforting. Yeah. To think that, right? Yeah. It's very, you know, um, 
to think that mom is around and is visiting and watching over yeah, us, yeah. right? Because she was the heart of our family. Right. So. Oh, I listened to it. The I was driving back. My dog passed away just a right, couple days ago, right. and I was listening to it on the drive home, and I was just. Just stop. Absolutely. It captures swerving all like, over the road. <laughs> I mean, basically. It basically. captures that. I think it captures that sentiment and that emotion so well. Mm-hmm. I think it really does. Same as Feed the Birds captured what was trying to be taught in the first right. movie. The lesson that we're learning from this film was captured by that movie. That, right. Totally. Yeah. And it's amazing that it was the first song they wrote. Yeah. Right. I mean, it was a, it's definitely appropriate. It's a, it's sort of like the heart and soul of totally. the, the, you know, it's like the thesis statement of the movie it is, in it song is. form. Which I also, I mean, I could be grossly mistaken in this. I believe Feed the Birds was the first song the Sherman Brothers wrote. It was, wrote. actually. Yes. So that, that's, yes. that's very interesting. It is very that interesting. It, that they followed. Well, and, and um, Rob Marshall asked them to write this song first. Okay. Because it was kind of an, almost an audition for them. Right. To write this song and do you understand what this is all about? Yeah. Right, right. And he said when he heard it, he was like, "There's no doubt who has to write this." Yeah. Right. So beautiful and so emotional. Um, I don't think there's really anything else to say. It's just I just love it, and uh, I intend to put it in any show that I'm doing cabaret wise. It's going in. There you go. Uh, if I can get through it. Uh, <laughs> so let's listen to a little of the place where lost things go. You ever lie awake at night Just between the dark and the morning light Searching for the things you used to know Looking for the place where the lost things go Do you ever dream or reminisce Wondering where to find what you truly miss Well, maybe all those things that you love so Are waiting in the place where the lost things go Memories you've shared Gone for good you feared They're all around you still Though they've disappeared Nothing's really left or lost without a trace. Nothing's gone forever, only out of place. So maybe now the dish and my best... Bring down the podcast a little bit. Right, right. <laughs> Bring it down. Um, all right, so... Uh, the children wake up and the next day we're on an outing because we have to fix the Royal Dalton Bowl. I didn't say we were going to go through the story, but we obviously are. And <laughs> we go to Cousin Topsy. Uh, Zach, <laughs> just like in the Zach, corner. Zach, so I just want to come sit down, Zach, while we're talking about <laughs> this. It's okay. You can totally join us. I wish you all could see Zach. So, <laughs> um, so first of all, Meryl Streep. Girl. I love <laughs> this woman so much. So and I love that she's doing more musicals than anything else right now. I, oh, gosh. I just love, I love her it so much. much. And I was, I was just having a conversation. I don't remember who I was talking to, but somebody was telling me that they don't like her voice and they don't think that it's like... Get out. I, and I that I said the exact same thing. I was like, would you like to fight me in the woods? So I know we're not talking about Into the Woods, but was she not a brilliant she witch? Was into the, we'll brilliant. cut this section out. Yes. Was she not... Brilliant. She was so and the first good. time, because I questioned it too. I was like, I was like, is she gonna really be able to do this? Oh no! She and then the it. first preview where we heard saw her singing to Rapunzel. Yeah. She kills oh, it. Oh, that song. And I was like, I was sold. Like, Rip my heart out. I was like, done. Well, let me let me tell you. She recorded "Winner Takes It All" in one take. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And they were like, No, exactly. we're good. And she was like, No, really, I want to do it again. And they were like, No, really, that was perfect. That was like perfect. So That's the all. thing that I love about her is that, and it's so hard as a singer to do is that she does not mind sacrificing the quality of what she's doing for the character and the acting that she's yes, doing. Yes, she and doesn't... She's Zach, so committed. Zach is totally it's agreeing perfect. with her, too, on the couch. Um, I'm telling you, you need to come over and sit down. Um, but He's like, no, I'm eating ramen! She's the perfect... She's, it's the perfect example for a student, a singer, 
of a brilliant actress mm-hmm. doing that. Yes. Right? Um, and Emily Blunt does it too. She does it all the way through too. But I don't always feel like Lin-Manuel Miranda does it. Yeah. I feel like sometimes he gets a little caught up in what he sounds like. Yes. But He's a musical theater guy. He is a musical theater He's guy. Musical theater but guy. He, um, he also, to speak of this whole point, he also does not have a perfect voice. Right. No, he does not. And he doesn't have the best singing voice in the world, but he's one of the hottest things now. Right. right. And right. It's, it's, it's very refreshing that outside of movie musicals, just in musical theater in general, that we're now going back to that, where you don't have to be a perfect, perfect technical singer I don't think we've ever been where you have to be. And no, but talking yeah. about musical theater. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not yeah. stop recording. No, I'm just saying that like <laughs> it's, have a strong what you're saying is becoming <laughs> a bigger thing. Now. It is totally. Yes. And I was told. That's what I, mean I was told. Yes. I was told uh, a while back, a long while back. It was great advice. Is they will always cast an actor over a singer. Always. Yes. Right. And in Chicago, that's true. New York, that's not always true. Well, that's what I meant, is that yeah. the trend started as they would in, take singers it, over And in community an theater, actor. we know it's never true. <laughs> because yeah. those people don't understand that, right? Yeah. right? No offense to community theater. I've done lots of it. I love community theater. Everybody should be in theater. Right. And everybody should be involved. But uh, I, I love that about her performance in this. Mm-hmm. And it never distracts from the quality of the song and what's going on. It's... Right. I, I um, This is... It's so funny that we're talking about all of this and this performance. This is the song I would skip. Really? Honestly. I love this song. I love this song. <laughs> I think it's so much fun. I don't think, I think, it, I don't think it's necessary. I think it was like, why do they do this? But I don't it's care. The, it's the crazy it's relative. It's the crazy relative song. It's totally the crazy relative song. It's totally the crazy We were we were having tea on the roo- ceiling, ceiling of yeah. the house right. before. I love to so laugh. I, yeah, you know. it's totally. Um, talk about parallels. It's literally. <laughs> A house upside down. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Completely. I see, I see the... Will you yeah. please come take a seat? Will you please come take... Bring your... Yeah! Yay! Okay, so this... You have to introduce yourself. Uh, hi, I'm Zach. <laughs> the roommate. The roommate. He's the my roommate. roommie. We're in my... my the roommate. My and also a very right talented performer. Yes. Very talented performer. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, um... Uh... Yeah, and I don't think it's not that I don't love the song because I do love the song and I love the style of it and I love what they did with it and I love the production number. I love it in the movie. I love it. Mm-hmm. I find it extremely confusing on the recording because I'm not in the movie. I don't know what they're talking about. Right. Because he never they never say that the room is upside down. That's right. True. And so that's true. And so from a listener, like, what's and turning turtle. That's exactly <laughs> right. Just strictly from Out a of listener. <laughs> I just love it so much. I don't know what the... I was just listening to it in my head. And I just love it. What just... I don't know what just happened. Did you just have a stroke? I think so. Do you smell toast? (laughs) That was just absolutely one of the funniest things ever. I was just just playing in my head. He just exploded. Sean just literally exploded. Um, So... But that's the that's the reason because I I unless I'm listening to the soundtrack and specifically just listening right. But if I'm listening into my head, it's the one that will distract me the most. And so I'm I'm like I I just need to move on. I can't yeah. get caught up in this. Um, and there's a lot happening in this number. Yes, there is a lot to this number. Right. Yes. Yeah. This is not just a this is not just a let's sing a this is not I love to laugh. At no, all. no. This, this is, is this much is a, more. Like, actually, it's kind of a production number. I it mean, is totally a production like, number. It's, it's, it's totally a production number. There's just um, a number so with a point. Like, it has a, 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 moral. a, thing, a moral to it. Well, and that's also my thing about it being the, the show being the movie being so frenetic, right? That's as I said in the beginning that's, because yeah. it's like every number had to be a big production number, and that's I don't fair. feel like it needed to. I love to laugh was not a big production number at all. It's just him floating on the ceiling. Singing, I love to laugh. Right. Literally, that's all it well, was. Well, that's like that's the effects that they had at their disposal back then. That's so right. now it was almost like and they're saying so, we can take what we have now with the technology that they didn't right. have back then. Right. But so, but I only say that in the sense that that's why I feel like the movie just continually pounds me over the head. Right. It's frenetic mm-hmm. in that sense. That's fair. I get. I get. What um, you're and so that. that's my, you know, and that may also be part of it too. Is that I get to this point in the movie, I'm like, okay. 
Yeah. I get it. I think they worked Meryl Streep in perfectly with the movie, though, because it wasn't, she was late enough in the film so that it wasn't like you were thinking about her performance the entire rest of the movie. And it was short enough so that it didn't become the Meryl Streep show. Because I gotta tell you, if it had been any longer, that it was the Meryl Streep Streep show because she completely crushed that role. She She stole the, yeah. She sold, stole the whole thing. And how she was not nominated for a Golden Globe. I don't know. I don't understand. I think they're like, oh, we don't need to give her another one. (laughs) (laughs) Can we give it to someone else? (laughs) Because literally, after I finished it, I literally thought that. I thought, oh my God, that was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. So brilliant. Um, So she was great. Uh, From a design perspective, too, that was one of my favorite moments in the show, too. Like her costume, her, like, the whole house, everything, the way it all, like, moved like a puzzle box almost. Right. Right. That was great. It was, yeah, it was great. When they turned it upside down and when they. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree with all that. And I do love the song. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to think just because it's the oh, most no. likely to skip. I understand it. I've said the same thing about Where the Lost Things. Yeah. See, this is the song that I will put in a cabaret. For me. Of course it is. And it will make no of sense. Course it is. <laughs> but I'll but sing it upside Anybody that knows you, it'll <laughs> make perfect head. sense. Yeah. No, it I'll, I'll get like a parallel bar and I'll just hang off of it by my knees. That's a lot of... Oh. Like he's in, like out of breath just thinking about that. It's a lot of work. Um, so, uh, from a from a music standpoint, it's great. Yes. It is a great number, mm-hmm. and it is a great production number. As Zach said, it's beautifully done. Uh-huh. Um, I thought the I thought the choreography was spot on. Yeah. They used the set the way that it should be used without making it look like we built the set specifically for this. Right. right. When they right? slid down the... Uh, when they slid the, down the, the glass. The glass yeah, when ceiling. they slid down yes. the glass. And, it was brilliant. Yeah, and when they were using the, the upside down... I, but I'm just like thinking oh, about yeah. it. I don't remember it as well because the number itself, I remember the song because I listen to the song all the time, but the, the yeah. actual the actual moment in the movie itself because this was right after Where the Lost Things Go. You were asleep. I slept through the whole thing the last time. Meanwhile, I, I was sitting next to you like, like cackling and, and like the next court. He's like hitting me like, this is so funny. And I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> all right, so let's listen to a little bit of Turning Turtle so that everybody can hear what we're talking about. Right. Fast is slow, low is high, stop is go, and that is why every second Wednesday is a hurdle. From eight to nine, all is well, then I roll over on my shell and all because the world is turning turtle. Day is night, dog is cat, black is white, thin is fat, that is why I'm loosening up my girdle. I cannot help this charming troop, don't mock me, because I'm in the soup, and why? Because the world is turning turtle. As opposite as I can be, I long for Thursdays when the world is drama. When will it cease? Now my life resembles war and peace. That Tolstoy certainly had the gift of gab. I couldn't get through it. Bottom stopped, ying is yang. Peace and triad, storm on drying. Tuesday nights, my blood begins to kill though. East is west, in is out, and that is why I need to shut all The world is turning to Some other morn, you wouldn't have found me so forlorn. But since the day that I was born, second bit. Thorning Turtle. <laughs> so good. Speaking of accents. <laughs> and she held it too. She, she did. did. Yeah. My but, but God, like, she why? was committed. Was, I was like, oh, she's. She was committed to that accent. God, and it was, she was. And, but but what accent costume, was it? We don't know. It was, to- who knows? It was Meryl Streep. It was Eastern European. It was Eastern European. And I love that they made her look like, they made her look like a gypsy fortune teller type person. It was just brilliant. Slash like, Eclectic eccentric artist oh, with like yeah. the necklace so and the chunky jewelry. She was like she was like a middle so school art teacher. Right? Like, I honestly <laughs> think it probably came from Meryl Streep's closet. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's very real. That's yeah. very real. No, I thought that the, was the, just the, great. the 2020 story. The did you see the 2020? I did not. Okay. You need to. You can look it's it up. Brilliant. On, yeah. They're talking about the kids were talking about hanging out with Meryl Streep. Now, of yeah. course, these kids were like, they understand who Meryl Streep is. But they don't know. But they don't know who Meryl Streep is. And so Meryl Streep was teaching them how to fall down as actors. <laughs> this is a great story. And Emily Blunt says she walked in to the trailer and she sees Meryl Streep fall flat on her face. <laughs> like, like, boom. boom and she goes, face. that's it. This is the moment Meryl Streep dies. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great story. You should look she's that like, up. Look yeah, she's like, that's it. This is where Meryl Streep dies. This is where she dies. 
so good. Oh so good. Oh, gosh. Um, so, so after we've been turning turtle, we get lost in the fog because mm-hmm. we got to head home, right? And so then we meet Jack, who saves them, right? He's like, well, you just follow the light. Um, follow the light, Carol Ann. Um, <laughs> Carol Ann! <laughs> sorry. Just totally... <laughs> Can we do one on Poltergeist? Oh, wait, is that a musical? I don't even know. Don't give anyone any ideas. <laughs> right, dear God. I'm going to edit okay, that one out. Actually, like, Poltergeist was pretty good. Yeah. Um, so, well, yes, it was absolutely it's really good. from a score standpoint. Ghost yeah, was a really good movie too. So, okay, we're moving I on. Said it was <laughs> um, trip, trip a little light, fantastic is the song that we come to because they brings them to this courtyard, this old court, this old uh, courtyard, isn't it? It's a courtyard yeah. with a fountain that's not working, and um, the Larrys come out, and it's um, if we're if if we're following the storyline, it's step in time, mm-hmm. um, not even close. Um, here's, so I, I'm okay with the number. I'm okay with the music of the number. I think the music is fine until we start speaking Leary and then I don't understand anything that they're saying. But, and I've listened to it a lot and I still struggle. Today on the ride over, I finally started understanding what the children were saying in there when she was interpreting for them, right? So I just have a lot of issues with it. The other issue I have with this is from a production standpoint and not from a music standpoint. It's not step in time. No. Thank God. Step in Time is one of my favorite numbers. Yeah, of all time. They, there's no way they could try they to replicate couldn't, anything. But they tried to. Oh boy, they gave it. This, a is, this is where I have yeah. the biggest problem of not comparing it to. Yeah, you can't you have to compare this one to that because instead of instead of brooms, they're carrying light, sticks. Light, light sticks. Light, light, is that what they're called? Leary so, Leary sticks. Leary sticks. Yeah. So from a musical standpoint, it was it was fine. Um, I did not like all the BMX stuff that they did. Oh with my it. god, the BMX bikes! I'm sorry, it took me yeah. completely out of the numbers. What even was that? Why was that did they about? do Rob that? Marshall, we have issues. Like, why did you put them in BMX bikes? Like, I understand. Okay. It's, Don't get me wrong. I understand. The Learys all are on this bike. So it's like, they've all got these bikes. That's how they get around this. It's the first thing we see is, you know, Jack on his bike going. And why can't we just use Fine. the bikes like Just use the bikes. bikes like bikes. It's Mary right. Poppins. They don't need to be on a half pipe. Like, it's, you're not totally It's so off. contemporary that it's, yeah. so, it's so wrong. It was so yeah. out of place. That's it, exactly right. It made no That's exactly sense. Right. Yeah. I okay, so we all agree. Yes. Yeah. See, this We're is now agreement. the song I skip. Yeah. I don't skip it. I do, because um, I, I love it, but I'm just like, you're not stepping time. Get out of my way. <laughs> See, and that, doesn't, that, that, and that doesn't bother me. Um, and I thought the production, I thought the dance was great. That's the thing that I was going to say. I thought the dance you. was really this well number, choreographed. This number is not about the song. It no, is it's, about, it's about the dance. That's exactly when, right. When, the, when they go into the, I don't know, the big space where they're all on the light posts and you see the silhouettes <gasps> of them. Yeah, and, that, and they change, they light up and goose, then change. I got goosebumps oh, on goosebumps so on goosebumps. Good. It was beautiful. So good. And that's, and, sorry. And it, was, and it was his chant. No, you don't have to be, you don't have to say something. We've been talking <laughs> over each other all this whole time. It's no big deal. Um, that's why you're all here. But thank you for much more fun. <laughs> um, and also the, uh, it gave John DeLuca, isn't that his name, John DeLuca? Yeah. It gave him a chance to show his stuff, the choreographer. Yes. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, who Rob Marshall works with. It's, it's like right. his partner in crime. Yeah. So it gave him a chance to really, really shine, which <laughs> I appreciated. And it was so, I mean, the it was so great just to see them pull these Broadway dancers and out, sort of out of the, like, into the limelight. The cast, right. no, the no, cast of Newsies! The, 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 the cast of Newsies! It was totally the cast of Newsies. It was literally the cast of Newsies. Like, yeah. that's what they did. I would, yeah. you know, so it would, but it was so great to just see that in a Disney movie because, I, I mean, I don't remember seeing that. I mean, off Broadway, you know, like, we don't get that a lot in film. That's right. So it was just really yeah. exciting to see, although it was. Really funny to watch them only zoom in on the upper half of Lin Manuel Miranda's body and like do really close like up shots of him while everybody else is dancing because when you zoomed out the contrast between his dance skills and hers was so drastic. But I mean, again, they didn't hire him for his dancing. That's the thing. Like, no offense to him as whatsoever. I mean, he did a great job with like the. He's not a dancer, dancer. So he did a great job with what he had. So I applaud him for that. But it was still really funny. <laughs> and I do, and I do like to watch it. Take out the BMX stuff. I do like to watch it because I think the choreography is great yes. in it. Um, but the song just doesn't do it for me. I just really struggle. And then when we go into that whole Larry speak section, I'm like, well, why is that even necessary? Yeah. Why are we even doing? It feels like the Larry wrong moment speak? for it. And him. why didn't we do a breakdown? 
if they're going to do something like that, instead of doing something like Leary speak, do a breakdown. See, I feel like where, this they're is... not, where the music stops and they're using their light, their lighted poles and they're desperate. using the ladders. I was and they're waiting using... for it. I was they're, waiting for stomp. Let's have a stomp. I was waiting for stomp. Let's have a stomp I was like, moment. where is it? I was, I was expecting it. It's and the it didn't perfect happen. moment to have See, a stomp moment. I think right? this is the other moment where they could have had like rap. Yeah. When they were doing the whole Leary speak. The whole Leary speak. Yeah, that's a very good point. Because nobody's going to understand it anyway. Well, they've already so. ripped us out with the BMX bikes, so yeah, we might right? as well go full force, right? Go all out. Yes. Um, wow. We have we have some strong opinions about that, because, don't we? Well, and I think it's because it's just... <laughs> it's that's, all good. That's such a show... <laughs> that, that's supposed to be like the like such a big show-stopping number. And, yeah. and, it, and it, it was to a certain extent. The dancing was incredible, and it was very fun to watch. But it wasn't step in time, which is what we all wanted it to be. And it Exactly, and you couldn't help but compare. You can't. This is where I feel... You uh, right, this is where I think... That I think they did a wonderful job following the same structure of the original... And not replicating and not missing the mark. This is the one where, with like covers, not the book, replaced Super Califresh. Right, right. And XY, you know, everything else that, that we've talked about. That we've talked about. This is the one where I feel like it did not live up to. The, I agree. I think it. I think it missed, and it, it's really too bad that it's at the end of the movie, right? Yeah. Because I think a lot of people left the movie having a little, right, little bad taste, and we're going to talk about the end of the movie, but. Because um, there's a great number at the end too, but uh, you know, it just—I just felt like it missed the mark. Um, and of all the music that we've talked about, and we've talked about a lot of music and listened to a lot of music, it's really the only one that I think doesn't live up to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Do we all agree with that? Yeah. yeah. The song-wise, song-wise, music-wise, absolutely. Song-wise, yeah, yeah. song-wise. Um, okay, great. So, well, now that we've torn it apart and everybody wants to listen to it, uh, let's listen to a little bit of Trip the Light. Send up this call to arms. Learys, trip the light to lead the way. Now, when you're stuck in the mist, sure, you can struggle and resist, or you can trip a little light fantastic with me. Now say you're lost in the crowd Well, you can stamp and scream out loud Or you can trip a little light fantastic with me And when the fog comes rolling in Just keep your feet upon the path Mustn't mope and frown Or worse, lie down Don't let it be your epitaph So when life is getting scary Be your own illuminary Who can shine the light for all the world to see As you trip a little light fantastic with me A Leary loves the edge of night Though dim to him the world looks bright He's got the gift of second sight To trip a little light fantastic A Leary's job's to light the way To take the night and make it day We mimic the moon, yes that's our aim For we're the keepers of the flame So, um, there's a great little reprise of the place where lost things go when the kids are talking to their dad and Georgie starts to sing it, super which is cute. super so cute, so good, um, and really brings Michael to reali- realization. There's also a brilliant underscoring moment in this, and when he's yelling at them, and then he realizes and he apologizes to them, it becomes and it goes bum 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 bum. Yep, and I started crying. Yeah, it was so good. Yeah, there are so many of those moments. There are moments that they threw in uh, Spoonful of Sugar mm-hmm. uh, that I literally was like, oh my God, that is so brilliant, right? Just the perfect moment and did it so that it didn't really stick out, right? right. You had to really very listen Very subtle for it. and you have to be very familiar with the motifs to yeah, get them too. Yeah, it was so yeah. good. So well done. Um, so then, uh, we've got that. Are you, are you okay? Yeah, I'm just getting comfortable. Are you, are you, uh, No, I'm like, I'm restless legs. again, everyone. <laughs> I have like restless leg syndrome. Yeah, okay. All right. So now that everybody, video? now that everybody in the recording heard all of that too. That's fine. That's, it's okay. Um, anyway, so let's, uh, we aren't going to listen to that a uh, little bit because this podcast is getting really long. It's going to be so long. <laughs> well, we're going to edit a lot. Yeah. So just know that not everything we've talked about will make it into the final piece. But, um... We then have another trip, trip a little light, fantastic, which was by far my favorite moment in the movie. Because oh, Dick Van Dyke comes out to save the day. Yes. Yeah. And when he hops up on that desk's so desk good. and dances, 
I mean, where I was, totally. how old are you? Totally, exactly. It's, it's a true statement. It, we were like, <laughs> it was amazing. man, like look at him go. I mean, but he—that's kind of Dick Van Dyke's shtick, though. It he, is. Like he does it. I mean, even when he's not, if you've ever watched like interviews or YouTube videos with him, like he kind of has like his own little like he vlog does. thing going, and so he he dances. All, all the time. time. And does those steps. The same steps. All this, it's the same all steps. His little, like, shuffle. Like, it's but, so cute. But was it not amazing oh, so to see good. him come into the movie? Oh, I mean, oh, it was thrilling. It was yeah. totally thrilling. I died. And, mm-hmm. I did. Um, and so perfect because he played the old man in the bank in the first one. Right. Mm-hmm. And then to come back and As play. Surprise the, the role. Yeah. Reprise the role, basically. Yep. And, and in the in the uh, 2020, no, I don't think it was the 2020 special, but in another special that I watched on, uh, in like researching this uh-huh. they interviewed him and they and he said when he was in the makeup room he goes you realize that you're making up a 90 year old man to make him look like a 90 year old yeah man? <laughs> <laughs> a lot less makeup required this yeah, yeah. Do you, like how long do you really need to work so on good, this yeah man? so good and they put they put a wig on him and they put the beard on him and stuff but mm-hmm. he, that's just the way he is yeah. you know he's just so great um and i love the the cast said that when you're around him you feel lazy you feel like you're not doing enough because mm-hmm. he has so much light and life behind and his energy, eyes yeah. and energy that you just don't feel like you're doing enough. Yeah. Um, so really great to have him in the movie. Uh, well, he also said a great thing about it that when he came on to the set, he was like, it felt like the original. Right. Yeah. The, the atmosphere of yeah. the set. And well, and the... they did, they redid Cherry Tree Lane to yep. the Oh my leaf. God, it was so accurate. It was just it was, a complete yeah. replica. And it was a real set. Yeah. It was not computer done. It was a real set. And it was beautiful. So, yeah, it was, it was beautiful. beautiful. I told you I burst into tears when I saw so it. So beautiful. Yeah, really, really good. I may be circling the drain, but I've got a few steps left in me. So, when they tell you that you're finished and your chance to dance is done, that's the time to stand, to strike up the band, and tell them that you've just begun. So when life's a real B-Super, you must choose to be a trooper, or your life comes with a lifetime guarantee, as you... Trip into the light, fantastic! With me... So, um, we get the house back. Yay! Hooray! Hooray! Uh, And then it's the spring and the cherry blossoms have bloomed, which is also great. And so we go to the carnival. It's the day of the spring carnival. Yes. Uh, And we get um, nowhere to go but up with the balloon lady. A.K.A. (laughs) Angela Lansbury. Um... Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this first before we start gushing because very worthy of gushing. But the, I gotta be honest, after the tears and getting incredibly excited and being so thrilled that it was Angela Lansbury, my first thought was, wait, Angela Lansbury has nothing to do with Mary Poppins. Why did they pick Angela Lansbury to be in really? this movie? I was that, like, she's a Disney legend. But that's but that's but that was exactly <laughs> it. I was like, okay, it's Angela Lansbury. Yes. But I remember thinking as I was thinking, I'm like, wait. Was she in Mary Poppins? Like what? No. Does she, she has no connection with the movie, but then at the same time, ben I was Nops like, and broomsticks. But she was in Ben Nobs and Broomsticks, yeah. right? And so I was trying, but I was that was like I was scanning in my brain to try to remember if she was in it, and I knew she wasn't. But then I, I was like, I was like trying to figure it out. But again, it doesn't matter because it's Angela Lansbury, and, they and she was brilliant. And she was brilliant. She was perfect. She just sat there. Yeah. She just sat there. Yeah. And sang and told the story as she does. Yeah. Nobody can tell a story like her in song. Nobody. She's so. Old and she doesn't act it. They're like or, or sound, sound like that's yeah. listen to that. Her voice, she, like her voice, yeah. sounds exactly the same with Dick Van Dyke. Like obviously yeah. he's vibrant, he's got. But like you listen to him sing. I mean, he sounds like he's got a ninety-year-old yeah. voice. Right. Angela Lansbury sings. doesn't. How does that happen? I don't. Yeah, I don't know. you take care of your voice. Well, if, yeah, you just she comes through on that one part where she does. I mean, still, you know, a ninety-four-year-old woman. Doing what a ninety-four-year-old woman can do when it comes to belting, but like she like just sings out Louise, and I was yeah. like, Ooh. I know, so good. I know. <laughs> so good, and and the song, um, I love that in this song in the background they throw in "Let's Go Fly a Kite" <laughs> all through it. Yeah. You know, it's almost it's almost as though it was it was a counterpoint to it. Yes, um, which I appreciated and liked. Um, uh, I love the concept of the balloons, what they were saying about the balloons, that if you have hope and, 
you know, in your heart, and it'll lift you up. The, it's okay. The balloon will... Mandy is walking around if you're hearing those noises. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, so that was great. Also, it was the Depression, so there was literally nowhere to nowhere go. Nowhere to go, but no, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Um, and I love that when the banker picked up his balloon, <laughs> it, it fell to the ground. <laughs> so good. Um, yeah, so good. And, and this is where Jack and... I want to say Jack and Jack Jill. And, Jack and Jane. Jack and Jane uh, acknowledge their romance. It's so cute. In this. It's very cute because it's, so it's obvious that Jack had a crush on her. Mm-hmm. You know, we get that. When they were kids. When they were kids too. and he would look up at her. Um, so. Yeah, it's adorable. And I just I, thought it was a nice way to end it. I think it's the perfect way, again, just bringing back to the first thing I said about this movie, it was the perfect way to sort of take you out of and give you hope in like the environment that we live in right now. Like it was the moment that we all needed when we went into the movie theater. Well, I feel like Mary Poppins is the movie that we need. Yes. Yeah, uh, it's it's in this The country needed Mary Poppins. Yes. I think so. And it's and and you know, we can talk about the disappointing box office because it went against Aquaman, which that's all that's the only time we're saying that word. We're not talking about that movie. Okay, yes sir. Um (laughs) but uh you know, it's. It, I think it is the movie that we need, mm-hmm. and it's too bad that more people have not gone to see it. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, it's made money. Yeah, but <laughs> you know, I don't think it's anywhere near they, what they expected. It not to even be. close. Yeah, not, not even, even close. And it's yeah. really too bad uh, because it is the movie that we need. Yeah. Um. So, that being said, um, let's listen to uh, a little bit of Nowhere to Go But Up. We obviously all love it, uh, and Angela Lansbury is great. Mm-hmm. So let's listen to a little bit of it. Life's a balloon that tumbles or rises depending on what is inside. Fill it with hope and playful surprises and how dearie ducks then you're in for a ride. Look inside the balloon and if you hear a tune there's nowhere to go but up. Choose the secret we know Before life makes us grow There's nowhere to go but up If your selection feels right Well then dearie, hold tight If you see your reflection Your heart will take flight If you pick the right string Then your heart will take wing And there's nowhere to go but up So that takes us to the end, and Mary Poppins leaves. I love it when Jane, I think it's Jane, looks at Michael and says, she's gone, isn't she? Yeah. Is that who, I think that's who says it. Mm-hmm. Um, because they know, right? They know that she accomplished what she needed to. Right. But I also love that Mary Poppins, when she leaves, is a little bittersweet. She wasn't ready to go, it almost seemed like. Which almost. Was, I mean, it kind of... She kind of had that element in the first movie too, where she was yes. kind of sad. But this one, it almost seems like a little bit more like she was disappointed that it was she was more to pronounced because it was almost like she wanted to see what would happen next. Yeah, and so it was like a little yeah. bit more disappointing for her to leave. Which I agree. Yeah, and it, it was. I thought it was. I thought it was a really nice moment for her. Yeah. Uh, at the end, to to kind of do that and have that in there. This is just. I, I don't even know. This is kind of like out of nowhere, but it made me. A, for some reason, made me think of it because in the first movie, like the last person she talks to is the the parrot um, on her umbrella, and it was just a funny note that they liked the parrot so much that that it waited all the way to the end of the movie, in the first one to come in, and then in this movie, he was like he, <laughs> he was, was like, like a character, he was like a character, he had his <laughs> he own totally like moment. And let's so since we're talking about the parrot, yes, I have, I have something to bring up about the parrot. Let's I, I forgot the about the parrot, so I have that moment. Let's discuss the parrot. That the parrot doesn't look anything like no. the parrot. Yeah. It's the same shape, but, it, but that's it's not. It. It's not yeah. painted the same. Yeah. That really bothered me. It bothered me too. Yeah, that drove me nuts. <laughs> I was like, why is this not the green Mary Poppins parrot? Like, huh? What? Did you get your snap out? I on that? did, and my mom told me to calm down. <laughs> I literally, as soon as you saw it the first time, I turned to my mother and went, it's not green. So, um, I think that wraps it up. I think yeah. we've kind of done it. We've talked about it. I will say, um, I hate I hate ending songs, and I'm so glad this, song, this movie did not have a separate song for the credits. Thanks for coming to see us. <laughs> <laughs>
our little producers in there. Can you imagine how Miranda just comes out and like raps? I'm glad that they did, but I and I as far as the recording is going, I loved I love the end credit suite. Yeah. Yes. I think it's brilliantly written and yes. arranged. Um and so I really enjoy that. So be sure if you're gonna if you go out and listen to this that you pay attention to the end credit suite. Yes. Uh, it's really, really good. Um and it's called the end title suite, just so you know. Just really a lot of fun and brings back some good themes, not only from this movie, but from the original Mary Poppins. Uh, so really enjoyed that. But I'm glad that they didn't have a closing song because everybody, anybody that's listened to this podcast knows I usually hate those songs because they usually have nothing to do with the movie. Well, I like a, 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 another really cool callback I think they did to the original was when they were doing the uh, credits at the end and they were the over the paintings, very, you know, uh, traditional type of end credits, mm-hmm. uh, not just the crawl. And when they got to... Uh, you know, featuring her with whatever they titled it, right. um, Angela Lansbury. And then when they got to Dick Van Dyke, it was a different name, but it was an anagram of his name. Yeah. Yes, I know that's that what they too. did in the original. Yes. And then it rearranged right. on the screen so to cute. Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. I was like, Woo! Yeah, yeah, I, I, was this little yeah I think that was great. Yeah, that was yeah, great. I think that was great. I totally agree with that. Um, great. So go out and listen to this and enjoy it. And, uh, let me know if you uh, what you think. If you agree with this, if you don't agree with this, it's all good. Um, we uh, had a good time doing it here, and we hope you had a good time listening. Uh, and give us some feedback. Let me know what you liked, what you didn't like. I want this to be a conversation. I certainly don't want this to be a lecture. Um, you can find me on Facebook, at Magic Music Review. On Twitter, I am the Disney Music Dude. Um, and you can also go to magicmusicreview.com and leave a comment and review. Also, if you'd leave a five-star rating on iTunes... Uh, and a brief review, I'd really appreciate it. It helps others find this podcast. And, uh, you know, the more the merrier. We love to share our Disney music. Yes, yes, and it. so, exactly, do it. So, until next time, I'll talk to you soon. Friend in me, you got trouble, and I got them too. There isn't anything I wouldn't do for you. Now it's time to say goodbye. To all our company, M-I-C. See you real soon. K-E-Y. Why? Because we like you. M-I-C.